Who the bloody hell's that? Should indeed. You're listening to the Corona Diaries, a sometimes random and often irreverent attempt to understand the psyche of singer Steve Hogarth. Well, I'm a recorder as well. We can start if you like, because I've, I've literally got no clue what we're going to do. So no. it doesn't matter whether we start now or start. Look at you with your roving mic. She's, yeah, she's got a roving mic. Is, yeah. is that good? Oh. Yes. <laughs> yeah? Yes. Okay. Yes, you look like you're about to speak to a Premier League star. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. Doncaster Rovers mm. one. Mm. <laughs> Premier oh. League in what? What are we on? Is it 138? One, three, eight. Exactly. Exactly that. Yeah, we are. Oh, (coughs) Jesus. Right, okay. Are we ready? Are you going to centre yourself? I'm I'm, 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 I'm as good as I'm going to get. Right, okay. Right, okay. Letter, those are huge cans, aren't they? They don't look anything like as big on you. They're the the only thing I could find in the general hysteria of the moment. Now I'm sitting here next to you. I don't know. I think they suit you. They do make you look like a... Football commentator. They, they, they a look, yeah, a bit like a yeah. <laughs> Sky Sports. Love it. Right. Hello and welcome to chapter one three eight of the Corona Diaries, also known as the twenty twenty two Christmas special. Have you just spilled gin on your leg? Woohoo! No, I've just got something sticky on the arm of my chair and when I put my elbow down, you know when something's sticking? Mm. Just drives you mad. But that's not very Christmassy, is it? Happy, happy, shiny, festive Christmas the season's greetings, everybody. Oh, lovely. There, I splurted it out in the end. It was a splurt, wasn't join it? Join in, join in, darling. Okay, join in. okay, okay. I'll, I'll tinkle Happy the ice. Happy Christmas. I'll tinkle the ice for a Yeah, fact. you tinkle the ice. I haven't got any ice. What are you drinking, Lynette? <laughs> Rosé. Kylie Minogue's Rosé. It was a present from Mike Barton. Kylie Minogue? Yes. Mm. Yeah. I didn't know Kylie made wine. Oh, Kylie makes a, a cracking Prosecco. She does. Does she? Yeah. Mm. Available mm. in all good dodgy supermarkets. I didn't... I, do you know what? I didn't know that at all. Is it? So what's it called? Kylie, Kylie Minogue. <laughs> is it? Is yeah. it, is it? Oh, okay. actually is. <laughs> right, okay. I bet, I bet the marketing team charged a fortune <laughs> for that. Yeah. Yeah. Probably oh. at least eight hours of meetings. Well, we must it? shop in different supermarkets. Where'd you get that? Tesco's. Is it Tesco? Yeah. Oh, mm. uh, you probably guessed by now that Lynetta's with us uh, for the Christmas special. Um, so you two have already had a hell of a day, haven't you? We have. Yeah, long day. Long we've, day. We've yeah. been in London at the uh, at the Wolseley, which is very nice, uh, having a spot of lunch. Now the Wolseley's on Piccadilly, next to the Ritz. Um, so if you get thrown out of the Ritz, there's you always the a Wolseley. fighting chance they'll let you in the Wolseley. So <laughs> no, we won't not exchange notes. We didn't we start at the Ritz though, and got 
kicked out. No, we no. weren't thrown out of the Ritz. Right. That that pleasure awaits us at some point right. in the future. Right. Is the Wolsey a slightly more of a Doncaster pocket type of vibe, though, <laughs> compared with the Ritz? <laughs> well, compared to the Ritz, most things are. But right. the Wolseley is still very posh, um, but very honest. And the reason I'm saying that is because they gave us the bill and it was 290 quid for lunch, which we thought was a bit steep, you know. But yeah, then yeah. you are in London, you know, and we added a few cocktails and we thought, well, it's Christmas. It's only once a year, sod it. So I handed it over and um, that was that. And then, then we went we went and met up with the inimitable Phil Brown and the even more inimitable uh, Josie, his wife. Um for a quick soda. And while we were having a quick soda with them in Leicester Square, my phone rang and it was the Wolseley to say that they charged me 110 quid too much. <laughs> and they'd like to give it me back. Oh, bless them. Uh, which is kind of sweet. So then I had to leg it back to the Wol- Wolseley to get, me, to get me money. Well, right. about a third of my money back. Right. Because I... Vibes said there did seem to be an awful lot of food on that receipt that I couldn't remember I was eating, Dad. <laughs> so I hadn't looked at it. Um, so there we are. It's starting to sound like a money laundering operation, that. Yeah, well, what? Who? Mate, well, they probably do it with everybody. Charge them over, give them a bit back. <laughs> They're just cleaning you. money up, aren't they? I guess that's one way of looking at it, yeah. yeah. Oh. Mm. Okay. Mm. There's a gag um, there, I just can't think of it. There's a play on no. Wolseley that I'm ra- rattling through to try and think. We're not going to get there. Mm. We're not going to get not not at Not at nine o'clock at night when drink has been taken. Not after the day we've had. Anyway, we, we no. promised ourselves we'd be back on the five o'clock train mm. and we got the seven o'clock train, um, which entailed a delay. Right. But, but we're here now. Yeah. But you're here now. And you mentioned last week, you said, I've got a great special guest for the Christmas episode, didn't you? I probably did, yes, because she mm. is. Yes, indeed. And <laughs> it continues the tradition of people who come on the podcast who don't actually listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't listened to one. <laughs> That's moral support right there. Right isn't it? And, and... <laughs> So you're in good company, Letty. You really are in good company there because literally nobody who's been on this has listened to it. <laughs> no, nobody. That's good to know. Is it just a nice diversion for you, a couple of hours a week where he's just not around? Yeah, it is. And, and you know, I, I don't listen to the podcast because I listen to him all day long. So why? So when I'm out walking and want a bit of peace, I don't really want to listen to him talking no, on the podcast. I'm worse no. when I'm not being recorded as well. So, yeah. yeah, so I listen to something else. Alison's not listened to it either. No. She's literally got no interest in it at all. Uh, she's in the same boat. She is, she? yeah. She is, she is enough of you. Yeah. I've... It's funny, ever since, well, it's only a few days ago, but when, when Steve said, look, you're coming on, I've been more worried about this episode than any other one we've done. So Not worried. I just haven't got, I don't know what to ask you, which sounds weird, really. Mm. But I don't want to do, like, loads and loads of cliched questions. Um, mm. So I think I've come up with a winner to start with. <laughs> oh, talk, to me, talk to me about air fryers. Oh, oh. oh, there you go. Should I, or do you? 
No, I think well, you I don't know a bloody thing about <laughs> it. No, that was what. They're heavy. What, they're g- yeah, they're heavy. They're good. They're blimming good. Everybody should have one. Well, you can't yeah. get one for love and the money. I've been trying to get an air fryer this week. So when mm. did you get into the air fryer thing? What's that, three months ago? Isn't that that long ago? I'm right, still okay. learning. I'm still new. And what's the, what's your favourite air fryer re- recipe so far? Oh, God. I like, I like the grilled cauliflowers. That's good. Yeah, the grilled cauliflower. Mm. Chicken. Chicken is good. Yeah, quick. We did oven chips in in it yesterday. We did. That was quite successful. That's all right. Uh, How do you do oven chips in an air fryer? You just put them yeah. in and switch it on. Yeah. That's basically... Oh, look, look, you sound like you did. You did it all. <laughs> <laughs> like you know what Al- you're talking about. Allow me about. to explain it. <laughs> <laughs> he's, all, he's only carried it around in the kitchen. He's like, he doesn't know how to switch it on. <laughs> It sounds good, but yeah. <laughs> well, I'll let you into a secret, you see. A couple of weeks ago, he was trying to pass off the fact that he did the Brussels sprouts for Christmas dinner, mm. right? Mm. And and I, I said, I've got to explain. Well, he, what do you does do with wa- your Brussels he does, wa- he does wash them. Well, that's what we ascertained. <laughs> and he puts two. He puts the cross in the bottom and that's it, and then he passes them to you. Yeah. I explained to him. He said, he said to me, how... And could you describe, you know, what do you do with the sprouts? I said, well, I I peel a few of the outer leaves off and I put a cross on the bottom Mm. and wash them under the tap. And I give them And then you're done. Give them to Lynetta. (laughs) (laughs) That's how it it works. Yeah. Yeah. I I got that. Um, For a moment, I thought there was a new man thing kicking in, but I was expecting mm. pancetta. There's a market there, isn't there, for a, a rock rock star cookbook? It just says, It'll be very short. <laughs> just basically, it talks about washing vegetables and handing them across. Yeah, it's like a rock star cookbook. I think there was one. Yeah, I think somebody did one because I was asked to contribute to it. Um, I think it's time for a new one. I think my contribution was quite short. <laughs> <laughs> So you're all over your air fryer then. You could recommend yes, an air fryer. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Mm. It's it's the only thing I gleaned from your Instagram profile. I have been stalking you a little bit this afternoon. Oh dear. Uh, no, that's so no. I, I don't. I, I don't know who you follow on Instagram. Oh, you wouldn't know. They're mostly Danish. They were a lot. There were a lot of Danes in there. <laughs> there are a lot of, of very very happy looking people who seem to want to help. Is that a Danish thing? Probably, yeah, but not necessarily. Who's that Welsh right. footballer they all get excited about? Who, what's he called? The one who played for the national team. Well, they used to get excited about Ryan Giggs, but they don't anymore. No, I mean the new one, the one who's the big... Who does he play for? Real Madrid or something? You mean one, Gareth Bale? Gareth Bale, yeah. I once went on, went on, in, on Lynette's one of these profiles... Instagram or something. There was a big picture of Gareth Bale on it. I got very exercised <laughs> about that. You did. I did. So that's one of the things that goes on on her Instagram. That's not really. She said it had nothing to do with her. <laughs> <laughs> what, it, didn't. it didn't. <laughs> it had been. It had been placed there by an algorithm, apparently. Right. Yeah. Right. 
We used to live, um, well, we still live where we did, but you, the, the, the couple that used to live opposite us, uh, was it was a, a guy from New Zealand who was a, he's called Chris Martin, would you believe? Oh. And he was a New Zealand uh, rugby player. He used to play for the Huddersfield Giants. And he was, I don't know, early 30s. And I would say so myself, he was very good looking and he was very buff. And I would find, I would walk into our bedroom and find Alison just staring longingly out of the window because he used to do the gardening with his shirt off. Oh, <laughs> that's an advert. And, and and I just used to walk in and and I, and I, 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 I sort of thought, well, it's, it's a special moment. I'll just leave it to it. Mm. You know, good man. I don't. Well, see. I mean, I couldn't compete, and he was a big lad. I don't <laughs> think we've had Gareth Bale mowing the green though, have we? Well, you got I've jealous ne- of the vicar. I get, I get. When I spoke to the vicar, I did. I nearly, I nearly throttled that. Bugger. He came out. Steve came out with his, you know, chest out and all puffed up and said, "So, who are you? Who's this bloody bloke?" <laughs> yeah. so, oh, vicar? hello, vicar. Oh, hello, you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is he jealous, that? Yeah. Is he? Yeah. Yeah, yes, yes. That's a base characteristic, isn't mm. it? Mm. It is. It is a base characteristic. Mm. I mean, I'm only jealous, you know, about the Vickers <laughs> and Gareth Bale. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, heaven forbid Gareth gets the call in. Really yeah. be... Oh gosh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If Gareth turns to the cloth. <laughs> <laughs> if yeah. Gareth turns to the cloth, it just seems like a really good statement we shouldn't be using. But gets, gets moved to the area, <laughs> then there could be all kinds of trouble. How do you? How have you taken to village life? How do you? How do you like sort he of t- middle, t- middle t- England village life? Well, it's good, but uh, I do miss city life now and again. Right. Because yeah. you were Copenhagen, but weren't you? I was. You lived in Copenhagen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's lovely. Yeah, right. I, mi- I miss that. But then again, when we go to London like today, it's nice to get back home hmm. with peace and quiet. So, yeah. No, I couldn't live in a city. Right. Mm. But Copenhagen has a special place, so you miss that. Always, yeah. Yeah, it's lovely. Because though, again, going back to your Instagram feed, mm. there, there, there aren't. There aren't many pictures, you know, of of your your old fella, but there are quite a few pictures of Copenhagen. <laughs> In fact, there's more elderflower than there is of you, actually, if I'm being honest. There is, yeah. There is. yeah she, well, you she know, plays me down. Somewhat. It's my, it's my Instagram, isn't it? Good point. That's a really, really, that's a really solid if, point. If I like they that. want to see Steve, I'm sure they know where to find him. Yeah. So yeah. Yes. Mm. Yes, you need to go to a different <laughs> middle-aged female's Instagram page. <laughs> yes, you probably do. Yeah, yes. no, you probably won't find many pictures there on my Instagram. Right, okay. So so in which case then, tell me about elderflower cordial. Oh, How God. do you make elderflower cordial? I can't remember. It's so many years ago. It's a lot of water Was... and sugar and it just, yeah, sits in the water for days. And then right. you strain it. It's nice. Right. I gleaned very little. There was it wasn't a uh, it wasn't like a, a cornucopia of information about you. I was quite disappointed. <laughs> See, I'll, I'll Steve, you can have that recipe for your cookbook. Yes. And say so you could you could rinse the, the rinse the elderflowers. You could rinse the elderflowers and then you them hand over. them to me. And pass them over <laughs> for the magic. Yeah. 
this isn't where the magic happens. <laughs> it's like men, though, when they're barbecuing, isn't it? Look, I've cooked. <laughs> I've done oh, all this. Hang on. And hang then on. All, all the poor women, they're standing in the kitchen for hours chopping and doing all the salads and lovely stuff. And the men takes the credit because they just flip a burger and a barbecue. So does he, does he like a, a, a cheeky hour behind the barbecue then? Do you? I do. I'm, I'm never happier. <laughs> but you always say fire something. You're always happy though for someone else to take over. That's true. I like. I like to sort of just stand by the barbecue. You don't really like to do the work. By I like the to get the barbecue out. <laughs> yeah. You know. <laughs> yeah. Give it a brush down, mm. and then right. set fire. And to... then, yeah, set fire to yeah. it. Maybe then, then ask if someone else would like to take over. See, that's the same again. Rinsing the mm. <laughs> vegetables, and then you're done. Mm. <laughs> The thing about the thing about barbecues is there's a kind of manly a manly instinct about barbecuing, isn't there? And normally, there's always somebody who's more manly than me who's handy, and then I'll go, "Oh, I'm having a bit of trouble with this," and they'll go, "Oh, let me help you, mate," and they step in. Mm. No, it's usually my sister's husband, and he steps in and gets you know. Has a thoroughly good time while I stand a few meters behind him, going, "Oh, that's looking good now. That's coming along now." And you know, just providing spiritual please, support. Please tell me that you, you'll put your hand over it and go, "Oh, there's some heat coming off that." Isn't there? <laughs> <laughs> that's. It. I think that's ready now, mate. I think, yeah. I think. I think you could put a few things on now. You know, there's a flaw in that whole just, plan of yours, just, don't you? Just wait a minute. I'll go in the kitchen and check the girls uh, how they're getting on with the salads. So he's very busy. You can. Hear, he's really. He's multitasking now <laughs> in the process. You know, there's a flaw in that plan, don't you, of yours? <laughs> what, what, what? Because what, what happens if the person who comes and offers to help mm. is Gareth Bale, or heaven forbid, the vicar? Yeah. Oh, oh well, he wouldn't work out. He wouldn't be allowed in. I'm not. Right. I'm not having men of the class faffing with me yeah. charcoal. The last thing you want is Lynetta walking out of the garden and Gareth Bale stood over the barbecue. No, well he'd be, he'd be standing a long way over the barbecue. He's, he's probably a good. <laughs> He'll be grilling. <laughs> He'll be on a spear. <laughs> be on a spear. Out <laughs> of a kebab stick. Um, so what did you know about Marillion before you met Steve? I mean, how have you taken to... how? Because it's, you know, Marillion fans are very, very into being Marillion fans. Mm. Um, how, how's, it, how's it been? That's been fine. I mean, it's not always been easy, especially when, when we had vibes and I was on my own in England and didn't know anyone. Um, and he was... But that was just a part of, of him being away. That was difficult. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's all right. You know, the fans are so sweet. And we've, you know, I've, I've got a few good friends now and uh, that I wouldn't have had if mm. it wasn't. Yeah, so, no, it's great. Because, they, I mean, and I go with that. I mean, the, the, as I say, very, very, Marillion fans are obviously... And I count myself in that group. You know, it it does become not obsession is the wrong word, but it does become something that is very much part of your life. Mm. Um, but a, but a sweeter bunch of people, I think you'd mm. you'd struggle to you exactly. struggle to find. Yeah, no, absolutely. Um, 
and and we haven't mentioned it so far. But I mean, look, that was an evidence on Saturday night. Mm. Yeah, well, I was about to say that. I mean, it was proved beyond any doubt on mm. Saturday night. It was just a, a room full of really lovely people, mm. and I, I met good. I must have met about a third of them afterwards, because they all formed a queue to um, to do the selfies and whatnot. And uh, I mean, it was just lovely. I mean, there was nothing difficult about it at all and I think no you well I don't know but you imagine that that a lot of people in my position if they were put in that position with their fans queuing up there'd be one or two that would nose them off but you know but no everybody was just really lovely really lovely and you know I was given really sweet gifts and mad shit you know um the Baroness's crocheted bollocks, <laughs> bollocks. stick yeah. out, stick out in the memory. For some uh, yes, <laughs> yes, they hang very low, don't they? Uh, Linda's, <laughs> Linda's crocheted lobster mm. album cover uh, wreath. Mm. She sort it sort of she'd made it into a little wreath. Mm. It was just like I mean mm. I've got it here at the moment and. Uh, I don't know the amount of work that's gone into that is is simultaneously awesome and worrying. Mm. Well, I mean, in one in one breath you, you're amazed at it, in another breath you kind of half think, well, it keeps you know a few fairly scary people off the streets while I'm concentrating on that, so that's that's probably fine. Um, anyone who's, uh, that, uh, who's but anyone who's put this much attention into crocheting a claw. Uh, because each one, one, each one of those lobsters <laughs> has really exquisite claws as well. It's yeah. not just the lobsters. You think, my God, where would you start? Yeah. Cro- crocheting a little claw for a little lobster. But uh, she's definitely um, knocked that one off. Mm. Brilliant. Benetta, you'll have been to lots of special Marillion nights. Because sp- I thought Saturday was really quite special, actually. Mm. Mm. I thought it was um, not unique, but I just thought it was a. I don't know. It was, there was just something about it. It was. Just, I didn't expect it to go the way it went, and it was just. Re- how, how did it? How did you think? What did you think? Well, I just. I think it's amazing how respectful they are, the fans. You know, they get so close, and but there's still a line that mm. they never cross, and I, I think that's that's really special. And I can't pinpoint one particular gig, I think. Um, but I just thought I would say as well with the um, Dutch conventions, one of the f- my favourite things about that is actually sitting and just watch people arrive and greet each other. You know, it's, 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 um, it's like family. They haven't mm. seen each Some haven't seen each other for those couple of years since the last convention, and it's just beautiful. It's just lovely to watch how they just greet each other. And say, hey, hi! And yeah, it's lovely. It's almost as if if the band didn't turn up, it, it wouldn't be the end of the world. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, still be a party. <laughs> yeah, we, still be a good night. <laughs> yeah. We've we've yeah. said that to each other, me and the boys. You know, we we've said, you know what? I, I'm not sure it's really that much about us. We 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 could clear off and leave them to it. And Maybe you the, should do an ABBA thing with the, the avatar. 
Oh, yes. <laughs> That'd be a bit you high could, tech for us. What you we could should sit, do? You could sit at home. We should get <laughs> Phil Brown to just make some really shit cardboard cutouts of us out, <laughs> out of old boxes that aren't even collared in and just sort of have them on the stage. <laughs> And then we what? Start. And then the fans could collar them in. <laughs> It'd take turns. The Marilla, the Marilla tars that could be, and you know, we, we couldn't afford all of that um, holographic digital uh, <laughs> technology, but we have got this. There's um, some cardboard and one of those packs with crayons. Felt tips in yeah. It. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, give it another five, ten yeah. years. Yeah. Bag yeah. of sharpies. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, um, I'm just checking because we've, we've we've been nattering on for 25 minutes already. We, did, we haven't talked about what we're we doing as a as a as a reading. To are we going to do another Christmas reading? We've done two Christmas readings so far, oh, haven't we? Gosh, have I? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I did uh, a child's Christmas in Wales, didn't I? Oh, did and, last year. And, and I did uh, Christmas Carol, of course. Mm. Ooh. Is there another one? Well, I mean, there must be, mustn't there? Well, I particularly like the little bit in Christmas Carol where they talk about the Cratchit lunch. That's very festive. The Cratchit lunch. Okay. Mm, that's quite a nice little bit, a couple of pages. I'll do the Cratchit lunch then. Do the Cratchit lunch. Mm-hmm. Which then obviously takes us on to Christmas. Sounds like a dance, that, doesn't it? Do the Cratchit the cr- lunch. <laughs> Around <laughs> a tree. <laughs> this is the downside of audio only. <laughs> It is. Because you did just do the Cratchit lunch, didn't you? He did. I d- I you did. invented. I did. I did yeah. the tiny Tim Jive. You two must laugh a lot. <laughs> no, never. Not all the time, no. <laughs> Not at the same time, by No. Right, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Slightly strange question. I was going to come to Christmas lunch, but we'll come back to Christmas in, in the... In, in, in the Hogarth household later on. In the new year. Um, but um, when I used to, I used to be away for about 120 odd nights a year in my previous job. And, uh, and when I started doing that, Alice and I found that actually helped our relationship. Um, we actually, that bit of space actually worked quite nicely. It changed when the kids came along. It came harder when the kids came along. Before yeah. the kids came along, it's fine. Mm. How, how do you... As much as you, I guess, you don't like it when Steve goes away, are the bits of it that you also can <laughs> cope with? Who says that? <laughs> I was I, I was putting it out Karen. there to the benefit of doubt of one or both of you. No, it's, 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 um, it's not nice when it's four weeks, when it's a really long time. But I think we both enjoy Sort of the first two weeks of bliss. <laughs> yeah. I was just about to say, what is the peak period? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Lucy, no less than two weeks, please. Right. Um, no, you know, you get a you get a routine and a rhythm, and you get used mm. to it. And you know, we adults, and yeah, no, I've, I've I'm all right with it. I find it's okay. And who we, knows? Which is what we came up with. Don't came look to. at me like that. <laughs> He's staring at me now. <laughs> what? I'm not, no, I'm just staring into space. Uh-huh. It's different. <laughs> no, but I mean, so I, what I found when I started travelling a, uh, a lot was it, it, 
it fulfilled something in me that that bit of bit of extra time I used to whatever city I was in I'd wander about a bit you know get a coffee read a book whatever and I found that I found that that made me seemed to make me a nicer person mm. does that make any kind of sense maybe it does yeah I, th- I think was that while your wife was at home with the boys no that was before we had oh, the kids okay. <laughs> when Alison was just at home on her own <laughs> It was also before she obviously had eye candy from the bedroom window as well. Right. Ah, okay. Mm. Right, that that probably made you a bit tense when you were away, did it? Uh, No, not really, actually. No, no. (laughs) Well, that's commendable. I came to terms with it very quickly. He was a good-looking lad, what can I say? Yeah, Yeah, that's all right. Well, I would rage, Mm. I would rage, personally, but there we are. But do do you find... Do you find when you're right, Steve? Does it does that little bit of time is that helpful? Does it does it definitely when when my children were really young, I I I found it really hard work yeah. to to just cope with. You know, when they're at that certain age where they're really difficult and they're they're in the terrible twos and they're just hard work all the time. I mean, I I can't deny that getting away from that (laughs) wasn't a relief. Um, But 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 no, I'm 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 someone who certainly. Well, I'm not so much now. It's very very. You know, I'm a nice bunch of guys, but but one of the guys that that I am. Um, certainly did enjoy it to just sit in a cafe and stare into space and maybe read a book or write my diary and, and, and to have that, that amount of peace and solitude to do that I valued very much. If I fast forward to the tour we've just done, I, I didn't do any of that. Um well. So I've changed again, I think. The, the, these days I'm not really like that. Um, I can't remember what I did with my spare time on this last tour. I don't think I had much. Lewis Jardine kept talking to me. Mm. Um, so escaping from Lewis was took me most of the mornings. Um, and so I didn't really go out much and sit in cafes or... Or do do I think? But but now I think I'm so knackered. I'm usually in bed, if I'm not on stage. Um, you know, it's the only way I can actually do it. Um, I don't remember. Mind, but having said that, what I've what I've always loved is um, being able to just close the curtains and lie in my bunk on the bus at any time of night or day and that is a great luxury really that um you know you could, i mean that's not something you can do or have at home um and and it's it's incredibly peaceful to pull those curtains across and be completely alone and you need that i mean i need that uh, desperately when i'm on tour and i need it every day before i go on stage so between soundcheck and uh, show, I will always lock myself away somewhere. Um, if there isn't a bus, then I'll find somewhere else to, you know, I would almost 
lock myself in a broom cupboard rather than being amongst people for that hour before I'm on because I feel that I'm on I'm like a, a battery charging at that point and if I don't get that time I feel that, that I won't really have the energy to do what I do um, but that's that's like a it's, not, it's become a routine I suppose that the, if I break that routine it buggers me up for the show and that's probably partly psychological as much as it is physical now I think I think performers need I can't, some kind of routine even if it's an irrational one you know the things they do before they go it's a bit like these people who turn around three times before they walk up the stairs to the stage I'm not I'm not like that but I do need to lie in the dark for a bit and center myself and relax and charge myself up a bit mm. um, but I'm not so you know I don't, it, it, it's not really about home or being away it's it's just more about the process of performing really and it, it's just what 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 has to happen well I didn't do it in Oxford the other day I just got on with it but they're one-offs and I don't need the same amount of energy or, or the same kind of energy to do those shows that, that, that I need for a Marillion show. I mean, I've not been around you very much when you've done those things, but the three Oxfords that I've been to, you do go quiet for about 45 minutes. Yeah. About an hour before you go on, you, you, you just had a, you just, you know, shut yourself off. I the need, world's still going on around you. I need leaving alone, yeah. I've, yeah. I've, I've got a lot of, stuff to try and line up in my mind um, that I can't if anybody's there so I, I do get a little bit leave me alone for yeah. for a little while yeah but you seem to come up about 15-20 minutes half an hour before yeah that, that's the yeah. stimulants right I thought you'd been necking whatever was in the vestry. <laughs> yeah, that too. I'll tell you what was what? in the vestry. All the shit I took in there. There was nothing much else. Well, there was this year. There was a load of scaffolding. <laughs> yeah, there was mm. scaffolding. There were some of those things, you know, that you have for the... No, no, I'm not... The, what, what, are the, what are those things? I What's don't it know, called? the bread. Not mass. The other thing, the blood of Christ communion. and communion. communion. Yeah. The the communion the breads. Yeah. The wafers. They the wafers exactly. They yeah, were on yeah. the windowsill, mm. and Lynetta was not disres She was disrespecting the wafers, to be honest. Weren't you? No, I just you asked were. if you if you got hungry. You had a little Tupperware the, box there. Of there's something here. They were in a Tupperware box. Weren't they, they were. They were in a Tupperware box. Yeah. yeah, where do you get a Tupperware box for for communion wafers? Then there must be a website. Do you know what he had back there? I don't know if I should go public on this. I don't know. But he had a Bombay gin bottle with the holy. Oh, there was water. a load of liquor back there. With the, no, but he had a Bombay gin bottle with the holy water in it. I kid ah. you not. And it said there was a little sticker on the side. It said holy water, and I said that's a Bombay gin bottle. 
Well, that's holy water. So it certainly is, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's my holy water. I didn't know it was the Lord's as well. But isn't it just normal water that's blessed? Yes. Right. But it, but in a Bombay gin bottle. They had it in a Bombay gin bottle, yeah. Yeah. But what was in the decanter? I didn't fiddle with that. No. I was slightly intrigued by the decanter. I that, didn't see the, de- the decanter. That was a tipple for the priests. For the, uh, for the mm. dodgy priests. That was for their half hour before. It was. That mm. was to mm. get themselves mm. centred. Mm. Mm. Should we, should we mm. go to whatever you're going to read? <laughs> 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 I mean, you could do a Julia Donaldson, if you like. That's fairly Christmassy. Oh, Room on the Broom. You could do Room on the Broom if you wanted. Oh, no. Is there a Gruffalo Christmas or anything like that? No, I could not go really. looking. No, we've given them all away. I used to know the room yeah, on the brown by heart, so you know I could so I could read it to the kids in the in the dark. I wouldn't have to read it; I'd just recite it. So, depending on how the week goes, it could be Dickens, <laughs> or it could be Julia Donaldson. It could be <laughs> the room on the the witch had a cat and a very tall hat. Long mm. ginger hair that she wore on a plait. So, depending on what you get in about thirty seconds, we'll know how the week's gone in your house, won't we? <laughs> how the cat purred and how the witch grinned <laughs> as they sat on their broomstick and flew through the wind. <laughs> but how the witch wailed and how the cat spat when the wind blew so wildly it blew off the hat. Down! cried the witch. So they flew to the ground. They searched for the hat. But the hat was nowhere to be found. (laughs) (laughs) Then, out of the bushes on thundering paws, there bounded a dog with a hat in his jaws. Apparently, that's still, it looks like that's all still in my mind. Yes, it appears to be. Yes. (laughs) Yes, Yes, that's probably why you forgot the lyrics a couple of times on Saturday night. I have a dog. What was the next bit? I have a dog. <laughs> I have a dog. What kind of state I... you in? <laughs> no. Well, maybe we'll maybe we'll go there. Right. What's well, the other you're one? You're going to find out. We're going to, we'll give you a countdown. We'll give you a three, two, one countdown. I three, might... <laughs> two, one. But I might do burglar bell. Burglar Bill lives by himself in a tall house full of stolen property. Every night he has stolen fish and chips and a cup of stolen tea for supper. Then he swings a big stolen sack over his shoulder and goes off to work, stealing things. Every morning Burglar Bill comes home from work and has stolen toast and marmalade and a cup of stolen coffee for breakfast. Then he goes upstairs and sleeps all day in a comfortable stolen bed. One night, Burglar Bill is working in a little street behind the police station. When he comes to the first house, he climbs in through the bathroom window and shines his torch around. That's a nice toothbrush, says Burglar Bill. I'll have that and he puts it into his sack. When he comes to the second house, he climbs in through the kitchen window 
and shines his torch around. That's a nice tin of beans, says Burglar Bill. I'll have that. And he puts it into his sack. When he comes to the third house, he climbs in through the bedroom window and shines his torch around. That's a nice hat and coat and pair of trousers and socks and shoes, says Burglar Bill. I'll have them. And he puts them into his sack. When he comes to the sixteenth house, he stops. There, on the front step, is a big brown box with little holes in it. That's a nice big brown box with little holes in it, says Burglar Bill. I'll have that. In the distance, the town hall clock strikes five. Time to stop work, says Burglar Bill. He swings the sack over his shoulder, picks up the box and goes home to have breakfast. After breakfast, Burglar Bill plays with his cat by the fire. Suddenly, he hears a noise. Sounds like a police car, says Burglar Bill. But the noise is coming from the big brown box, and it's getting louder. Sounds like two police cars, says Burglar Bill. He creeps up to the box and raises the lid. Blow me down, he says. It ain't a police car, it's a baby. Burglar Bill puts the baby on the table. What was you doing in that box, baby? He says, but the baby only keeps on crying. All alone, says Burglar Bill. He pats the baby's little hand. A orphan. But the baby only keeps on crying. Then Burglar Bill says, I know what you want. Grub. Burglar Bill gives an apple to the baby. But still the baby cries. He gives a slice of toast and marmalade to the baby. But still... The baby cries. He gives a plate of beans and a cup of tea to the baby. The baby eats the beans, throws the cup of tea on the floor and starts to laugh. That's better, says Burglar Bill. I like a few beans myself. Burglar Bill sits by the fire and wonders what to do. The baby is crying again. He gives the baby a football to play with. The baby throws the football at the cat and keeps on crying. He gives the baby a book to look at. The baby bites a hole in the book and keeps on crying. He sings a song and plays the piano to the baby. The baby cries louder than ever. He falls off the piano stool and bangs his nose on the floor. The baby laughs and shouts, Again! Again, says Burglar Bill. He rubs his nose. I didn't want to do it the first time. Burglar Bill bounces the baby on his knee. So, you can talk, he says. Say, Burglar Bill. Burglar Bill, says the baby. Say, Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled pepper, says Burglar Bill. Burglar Bill, says the baby. Suddenly, 
Burglar Bill feels his knee getting wet and smells a smell. Poo, he says. I know what you want. Poo, says the baby. Burglar Bill changes the baby's nappy. He doesn't have another one, so he uses an old bath towel instead. Say, for he's a jolly good fellow for changing me nappy, says Burglar Bill. Burglar Bill plays with the baby and shows it round the house. He feeds it again, changes its nappy again, washes its clothes and hangs them on a line in the kitchen. When night comes, he takes the baby for a walk in the park. Say, run for it, if you see anybody, says Burglar Bill. Run for it, the baby says. At twelve o'clock, Burglar Bill comes home, puts the baby to bed and goes to bed himself. Soon he's snoring softly and dreaming of his childhood days. Suddenly he wakes up. Downstairs there is a noise. It is a noise that Burglar Bill has heard before. The noise of someone opening a window and climbing carefully in. Blow me down, says Burglar Bill. I'm being burgled. Burglar Bill creeps to the top of the stairs. Down below, a torch is shining and a voice says, That's a nice umbrella. I'll have that. Burglar Bill creeps down the stairs. The voice says, That's a nice tin of beans. I'll have that. Burglar Bill creeps along the hall and into the kitchen. The voice says, That's a nice date and walnut cake with buttercream filling and icing on the top. I'll have that. Burglar Bill puts on the light. There, with a black mask over her eyes and her hand in the bread bin, stands a lady. Who are you? says Burglar Bill. I'm Burglar Betty, says the lady. Who are you? Burglar Bill puts on his own mask. Oh, says Burglar Betty, I know you. It's Burglar Bill. I've seen your picture in the Police Gazette. Then she says, Look here, I'm ever so sorry breaking in like this. If I'd have known... Don't mention it, says Burglar Bill. He holds out his hand. I'm pleased to meet you. Likewise, I'm sure, Burglar Betty says. Burglar Bill makes a jug of cocoa and opens a packet of ginger biscuits. The two burglars sit round the kitchen table. You married, Bill, says Burglar Betty. No, says Burglar Bill. The right woman never came along. He offers the biscuits to Burglar Betty. She takes one and dips it in her cocoa. Only I just wondered, she says, seeing these baby things. Oh, I got a baby, says Burglar Bill. Found it on a doorstep in a box. In a box, says Burglar Betty. That's right, says Burglar Bill. A big brown box with little holes in it. A big brown box with little holes in it, says Burglar Betty. That's right, 
says Burglar Bill. Well, blow me down, says Burglar Betty. That baby's mine. The two burglars hurry upstairs to the baby's room. That's him, says Burglar Betty. She swings the baby in the air. You see, he's got this little birthmark on his leg. And these are his own little clothes as well, what his grandma knitted him. Back in the kitchen, Burglar Bill makes a fresh jug of cocoa and opens a packet of arrowroot biscuits. Meanwhile, Burglar Betty tells him how she lost the baby. You see, I just left him on the doorstep for a minute while I was burgling the house. And when I come out, he was gone. I thought the police had got him. I only thought it was a useful sort of box, says Burglar Bill. I never knowed there was a baby in there till I got home. Burglar Betty gets ready to leave. I suppose your husband will be glad when you get back, says Burglar Bill. No, he won't, says Burglar Betty. I ain't got no husband. She dabs a little hanky to her eyes. You see, I'm a widow lady. Burglar Bill walks through the town with Burglar Betty and the baby. You know, Betty, he says, getting burgled like that gave me a fright. I know what you mean, says Burglar Betty. Losing my baby like that gave me a fright. I can see the error of my ways, says Burglar Bill. I have been a bad man. Me too, says Burglar Betty. I've been a bad woman. I've been a terrible woman. Just then, the baby starts to cry. Shh, says Burglar Betty. You'll have the police after us. Burglar Bill looks over his shoulder. From now on, I'm going to lead an honest life, he says. And all them things I've pinched. All them things I've pinched as well, says Burglar Betty. All them things, says Burglar Bill. Mine and yours, Betty. We're going to take them back. So Burglar Bill stops being a burglar. And after a time, starts working as a breadman in the local bakery. Burglar Betty stops being a burglar as well. When spring comes, she sells her house and gives the money to the Police Benevolent Fund. Then she gets married to Burglar Bill. Outside the church, Bill stands with the baby in his arms. Say, Bakery Bill, he says. Bakery Bill, says the baby. Say, for he's a jolly good fellow for marrying my mum, says Bill. Say for she's a jolly good fellow for marrying him, Betty says. In the distance, the town hall clock strikes four. Bill, Betty and the baby leave the church, walk down the little street behind the police station and go home to have their tea. called Burglar Betty, mm. who actually breaks into his house, which 
struck a chord with me today because somebody had broken into Robert De Niro's house in Manhattan. Oh, really? Yes, yeah. I read that. Oh. A woman. Oh. And stolen the stuff from under his tree. Yeah. Uh, and the police had followed her in because they already knew about her because she'd got form. She was a proper burglar Betty. And I thought, oh, Brilliant. burglar Betty. Oh, that's so, great. Yeah. And she, uh, she, she burgled. You don't get many women, do you? No, not that are, that are burglars. Yeah, that no. breaks into houses and... Robert De Niro had one. Oh. Yesterday. And the, and if you've seen the cartoon The Bad Guys, she was a burglar. Oh. Mm. Oh. But they're the only two I know. So there we are. Right. You ready? Yeah, well, I thought we were doing it. Well, well I've read the and we're back bit, but oh, we, no, can, we, we can do it without the and we're back bit if you like. Well it is Christmas. Well we could keep all that in. <laughs> I think we should. Mm. Yeah, well, let's have an episode without an and we're back then, just for the hell of it. Yeah. All right, okay. So um, so come on then, Christmas in your house. Best bit, your favourite bit of the letter, before Christmas, Christmas Day itself or after Christmas? Mm, before Christmas. Before Christmas. I think, well, just because we, no, all of it, I guess, because we do Christmas Eve and then we have all the kids here. Uh, Niall and Sophie and Dan and the two little grandkids. Um, and that's really lovely. And then mm. Christmas Day is the three of us. And that's really lovely as well. Because uh, it's been a house full the day before. Um, so, yeah, that's all good. It's a lot of cooking. You can you can imagine Steve being stressed out with all the vegetables. He's got to wash yeah. and rinse and all of that. Yeah, with the cold so tap lovely. running. Yeah, his hands, his hands are knackered. <laughs> um, no, so I, yeah, I, I enjoy all of that. It's nice to have them all around. Are you are are you somebody that just likes the hustle and bustle going on around you? Mm. Yeah, yeah, I like to have them, and um, I mean, I like having no one around as well, just lying on the sofa and do nothing, like yesterday. That was good as well. I couldn't get off the sofa. Um, but yeah, she no, got into don't... bed last night and she said to me, oh, it's good to lie down. And I said, you've been lying down all bloody day. I was tired. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. Well, you will have been tired. I mean, I mean you know. It's true. Yeah. When he comes back home, I'm sure that's, you know, I'm sure there's a whole load of melodrama that walks through oh, the door. Oh, God, yes. Yes, there is. <laughs> it's like having three children all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah. Well, saying that, though, I don't know, is, is that melodrama, that doesn't go along with, I mean, I saw vibes on Saturday night, first time I've seen him in ages. He seemed very easy. Oh, he's just... A bit chatty, yeah. you know. Was he? Yeah, yeah well, a little bit chatty. I mean, chatty by teenager standards. He, he is. He is about ten o'clock at night when I'm trying to go to bed. Right. Yeah. He bursts into life. Mm. Yeah. The rest of the day is just locked in his bedroom. Mm. I've started to call him the fridge ghost because mm. right. it, the only time you see him, it's that this apparition appears, goes to the fridge, and is gone again. Mm. Um, and that's it for the day. I'm sure anybody with teenage children. Can relate to that 
because they do reach a point where they just don't want to be they don't want to be with you they want to be no. with themselves you know they want to be alone or they want to be with their mates and that's it so if their mates aren't an option they just lock themselves in their room and they won't tell you anything you know how are you all right yeah. did you sleep all right yeah you well yeah yeah how was your day but good you uh that's all all the sort of get vibes and then and you know they vanish for about eight or nine years don't they and then and then they seem to suddenly reappear fully formed capable of conversation and you know and but with empathy and everything all the things that have to vanished. totally vanished from them seem to return to them at a point you you've just got to know that that will happen and not worry about it i and guess it, it goes hand in hand with them needing a guarantor for a mortgage yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, that mm. tends to bring them out of themselves a bit. <laughs> <laughs> quite quickly. That brings very, them out quite quickly of a yeah. Sunday afternoon. I'm very friendly all of a sudden. <laughs> Hi, Mum. Yeah. The other thing is that we all forget what we were like. Mm. You know, we, I think that if there is a generation gap, it's brought about by the fact that people get old and forget how they were. It's as much our fault as theirs, isn't it? We forget that we were like that. And and unless unless we try and remember that we were like that, we, we, you know, you, a lot of grown ups don't cut the kids any slack. Well, you're you're a bit older than I am, darling, so you might have forgotten. For, <laughs> I haven't. I've forgotten more. <laughs> yeah, how it was like. <laughs> no, I do remember. I I remember that I was a really difficult teenager. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> You seem to accept that <laughs> revelation, Lynetta, with, with oh, you know, yeah. actually in your stride. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, I would say I stop at teenage years. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I was getting that vibe. Yeah. I, I didn't know whether I should say it, but it's okay. You said it first. But um, I, you, I, all I did was I remember when I was a teenager. I, I mean, obviously, Josh is upstairs now on Facetime with his mates. They're playing Xbox and they're on Facetime. Mm. and that's what they do they seem to need to talk to each other when they're playing games don't quite and don't ask me why but I mean I just sat on the bottom step of the stairs and I was just on the phone for hours on end yeah hours on end mm. being perfectly animated and then I get off, get off the phone and I was perfectly miserable but did your parents not get angry about that because my dad did because I was on the um, phone a lot because we only had you know just that one phone and it cost a lot of money and all of this and it was well you see if it was a local call in England, if it was a local call after sort of seven or eight o'clock, it was actually fairly cheap. It wasn't that expensive. Mm. So that was, um, I mean, I was a, it was difficult if you wanted to get past me to go upstairs. Um, mm. But apart from that, I don't think it was too bad. But my, my parents had divorced. My dad wasn't home and my mum was kind of in that thing of, well, if he's happy, I'll just leave him to it. Mm. He's very understanding. Mm. So, But I, I used to spend hours on the phone. Mm. Yeah. Just, just, you know, mm. being sociable so I didn't have to be sociable to the people I lived with. Playing in the knife drawer, as long as he's happy. <laughs> Playing in the knife drawer. Leave it. <laughs> so it's a busy Christmas Eve. It's a quiet Christmas day. Yeah. Yes, it is normally. Okay. And what about New Year? Because you have a certain reputation in the village, don't you? Have we? <laughs> if I've picked up anything over three years of doing this, there's a you. You are a bit of a. You, you're a bit of a village institution, aren't you? 
Well, I should be in one. What do you mean I'm a villager? What are you, t- what are you driving well, you at, Anthony? To, you seem to get about in your little village there. You seem to be nipping over to people's fields. There's meals and there's... there's oh, that is true. Out and well, there's... No, there is a lot of that. Um, and we've uh, there's a book club that I'm in and there's an album club that I'm in and they're always having socials. And then there's various other people. And then we have a high court judge across the green. And she's invited us over, isn't she, for... Um, for New Year's, that, yeah, lunchtime. For, for New Year's yeah. lunchtime. <coughs> so that, that's right. going to be a very long day. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah. We'll be over. Yeah. Over with the High Court And judge. then we've got friends around in the evening. Have we? Yeah, we have Nick and James. Oh, and, uh, yeah. And yeah. we were going to have a drinks do, weren't we? We're still having. We're having a drinks do for <laughs> the ladies of the terrace. The, old, right. the older ladies. The, 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 the people we don't normally socialise with because they're, you know, they're not like our chums, but they're, they're our neighbours. Mm. Mm. And we look, you know, we love them and they're a nice bunch. But we never, because they're old dears, we never really socialise with them. And then there's uh, an old dear down the, an old dear called Jessica down Church Lane. Who invited us over to meet Chris Martin's dad? One, not your Chris Martin, the Chris no, Martin. The Chris Martin. His dad, who she'd been to college with or something, and still very good friends with. Um, which was which was a bit. I mean, she was on the private jet um, yeah. on the South American tour with Coldplay. <laughs> She's a Eighty or something. There's a, there's, it's a very curious village I live in. She's got a wicked sense of humour. So she came round to tell you what the rock star lifestyle was like. She basically mm. did. Yeah. 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 And because yeah. I had been wondering. Yeah. Fair play to she her. She filled me in. <laughs> what you should be doing. <laughs> what it, what it's like if you've got any money. Yeah. <laughs> right. Okay. So, so the ladies of the out. terrace then, which is a great name actually for a little collective. <laughs> is that an early evening kind of drinks affair then? Is that that'll, that'll be a it's, sherry and? It's a three o'clock thing. Is yeah. right, yes. Yeah. Three o'clock. Yes. Mm. So they can yeah be home in bed by seven. Right. Yeah. Get get the curtains shut. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm very much hoping they are. You know, because I don't like going on late anymore. I, no. I tell people to f off about nine right. o'clock. Right. And and just hope they won't take offence. No. Now, and why would you if somebody tells you to wear off at nine o'clock yeah, on New yeah, Year's Eve? Yeah. If you invited them round, now, now, can you please <laughs> piss off? Clear off. <laughs> yeah. It's been lovely and I've had enough. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Thanks for coming. I'm sure you've had a lovely time. <laughs> yeah. I'm a bit like and that. You are. Oh, yeah. And will you make it to midnight? I will. I bloody won't. <laughs> I don't know if you will. <laughs> Will you? Will you? Yeah, you will. Yeah. Do you reckon? Yeah. Yeah. Shove something yeah. in the air fryer about ten thirty to yeah. keep it going. Give you a yeah. bit of a boost. Shove, yeah, a, shove exactly. some Brussels in the air fryer. Yeah. Stick some <laughs> crystal meth in the air fryer. <laughs> That'll about do 10 you. O'clock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll get you to chop some sprouts or something. <laughs> That'll keep you going. <laughs> Can you do crystal meth in the air fryer? Whoa. Just out of interest. <laughs> no, no idea. I'm in trying, is it? <laughs> Give it a go. <laughs> it can only be- end badly once, can't it? Yeah. Right. What's that on the kitchen ceiling? Oh, that's the crystal meth after we put it in the air fryer. Yeah. Better call H. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
Um, <laughs> should, we, should we call it a day and this, wish everybody a Merry Christmas? This, this hasn't been terribly festive, really, has it? Has it been well, festive? Have you, have you not got some little jingle bells? I've got hundreds, but none of them, you know, no. typically, none of them are here. Of them. No. They're all at Club Racket, don't aren't they? Or, or... In the, the Baroness should have put bin. some sort of bells in your little ah, bollocks. That would have been should, yeah. dual purpose. Mm. Yeah. Excuse me while I shake my bollocks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Jingle <Yeah>. my testes. <laughs> oh, God. I might have to be the episode title. <laughs> Hang on. I've got a new set of drawers. There's nothing in it. God, he's got so many drawers. I've got a new set of drawers. There's nothing in them, <laughs> says Lynetta. No, there isn't. I haven't had a chance to pack them with crap yet. Right. I was just... Right. But I'm, I thought there might have been a stray sleigh bell that had worked its way in, but, <laughs> but no. Right. No. Are you a hoarder, Lynetta? Uh, depends on what. Yes. Yes, <laughs> yes she is. Right, OK. Right, OK. Depends, doesn't it? <laughs> depends. Scarfs? Scarfs, yes. Yeah. You like a scarf? <laughs> Good shout. Um, yes, so we'll, we better we better toddle off and say uh, Merry Christmas to everybody. Mm-hmm. Well, have a lovely Christmas, everybody. Yeah, have a really lovely Christmas. I respect you all the more for having sat through this nonsense. <laughs> um, it's been lovely, and um, I hope it, you know all everything I said to. Um, Everybody else, really, which is that I hope I hope you're happy, I hope you're healthy, and I hope you 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 find or have or continue to have peace, because Christmas is a time of peace. So, um, wh- whatever your idea of peace is, I hope it happens for you in the in the coming days. You're supposed to say something now, well, like, just... what a load of rubbish. <laughs> I thought it was quite nice. Chestnuts roasting on an open fire. Jack Frost nipping at your nose. Yuletide carols being sung by a choir and folk dressed up. Like Eskimos Everybody knows A turkey and some mistletoe Help to make the season bright Tiny tots with their hearts all aglow Find it hard to sleep tonight They know that Santa's on his way He's loaded lots of toys and goodies on his sleigh And every mother's child is gonna spy To see if reindeer really know how to fly And so I'm offering this simple phrase 
To kids aged one through ninety-two Though it's been said many times, many ways Merry Christmas to you Thank you, Nicole Chase. And so I'm offering this simple phrase to kids aged one through ninety-two. Though it's been said many times, many ways, Merry Christmas to Have you said a purple little Christmas and happy new year and all that? Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Corona Diaries. It featured Steve Hogarth with the insights and me, Ant Short, with the questions. If you enjoyed the podcast, please consider subscribing and maybe leaving a review as this will help others find it. You could even share with other like-minded souls, should the mood take you. This has been an A Short Stories production.